When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Taking Care of Lady Business, where we put the business back in lady business. Hosted by Jennifer Justice, founder and CEO of the Justice Department, a management strategy and law firm that works with female and woke male entrepreneurs, executives, talent, brands, and creatives to build and maximize their wealth, focusing in the areas of tech, consumer product, finance, media, entertainment, and fashion. Jennifer interviews entrepreneurial women who have done it all, who will be sharing their secrets on all things business, especially as a woman. These highly successful women will share strategies and insights, including what not to do and what it takes to win. And now, here's your host, Jennifer Justice. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Taking Care of a Lady Business. Today, we have the fabulous Cheryl Lazar, a multi-hyphenate personality, host, content creator, founder and CEO of What's Trending, which I'm sure most of you know her for. And she just started a new company we're going to hear about called, what is it called? He's Inside Live. He's inside, about wellness and Web3. Um, and so we're going to get started with all of it. First, hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, it's the beginning of the week, even though I don't know when this is going up or if you are listening. So it's that you know beginning of the week energy during the holidays you know what that is. Yeah. It's like that excitement, end of year. You know, I know. Getting it. Like, I can't wait. Also, just trying to get it all done. Yeah. Exactly. There's also a feeling of like your schedule is a bit different, right? You're giving a little space for fun times, hanging out with your friends and family and loved ones. So um, yeah, that's, I, I'm a bit, I'm feeling a bit of all of that, but it's really an honor to be here with you for your podcast. I really look up to you and what you've done, what you continue to do. So it just, you. it's, so great in this space. I feel like every day I'm so inspired by just incredible people, including women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. So, and yeah, we, there's a big group. I mean, we're part of one with the Wink, like WhatsApp group, which is amazing. But let's talk a little bit about what's trending. So for those people who don't know what it is and what you're doing, give us a little background. Yeah. What's Trending is a digital publisher. We cover social media trends and digital culture. We started out over a decade ago in the Web2 era. So we came up when the creator economy was coming up and we were one of the first to cover um, influencers and editorialize the social media water cooler space and got nominated for an Emmy, won multiple awards. You know, it shifted from a live show, a live stream show to more of a digital content publisher over the past decade, where it's, you know, first to start out as a show with me, What's trending with Shira Lazar, but then expanded um, more into a brand. We have obviously different people that work for the brand, different personalities. And after many years of overseeing it, I was able to kind of step away and start working on some other stuff. I have a, a wonderful person, Andy Lalwani, who oversees it day to day. And for me, you know, if it wasn't going to get or it's not acquired yet, (laughs) Uh I needed a way to continue exploring my passions while 
while having the company. Yeah. And um, I really feel proud that I've been able to do that. But yeah, that's that's what's trending. You can find us everywhere. We create content daily. We're obviously online, on social media. I own at What's Trending everywhere, whatstrending.com. And you can find us on gas stations. We're, we do a lot of out of home as well. So airports, colleges, nail salons, yeah. um, we're also on fast channels. And so I like to say, I want people to bump into our brand serendipitously, you know, everywhere. And it's definitely for people that care about this culture and it's broadcast by people that care about it. So there's definitely an authenticity there. Yeah, 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 for sure. So in, you know, I think a lot of people have heard about Web3. A lot of people have heard about you know, this big, you know, FTX situation, crypto winter, NFT is not doing so well. I mean, given that this is mostly women too, who, you know, we yeah. have a lot of things going on and not as many and not as much time, like what is trending in Web3 right yeah. now? Not as much time, not as much money, right? Yeah, like, not as much time, we, always, not as much we money, know yeah. about the female tax. Like there's a reason why besides just the patriarchy, yeah, <laughs> and us just not being educated in certain fields, not seeing ourselves in certain fields. There's a reason why we aren't in those fields. But then there's the reality that we just we spend our money differently, um, we use our time differently. That said, I, it doesn't mean that we should be cut out of these spaces. And I, I think that a lot of us are trying to continue to pave the way because we're not necessarily the first, but continue to say, you know, we deserve to be here. We deserve to create the way we want to create. It might not be the same way as others, um, whatever that means, you know, whether it be gender or race or sexual orientation, like whatever I did, however we identify as a woman, we get to figure out how, what that means to us and our truth in, in these innovative spaces that, are shifting culture and creativity and tech and the financial systems. Right. And um, so that's what for me is really exciting. And I think that you don't need to be a techie or an engineer to be that, right? You could come from other spaces and other industries. I think that the first thing is just kind of, I think even going to events or going into virtual communities and Twitter and seeing the people, not just the headlines, makes such a difference. Because I think when you meet people, when you hear people's stories, when you actually understand what other people are building outside of the platforms that you're hearing about or leaders you're hearing about that one you don't identify with that have been scams and frauds, you could actually see um, something bigger, right? right? And then you could feel the energy and connect with the the human elements and the cultural elements of what's happening here. Um, so that for me is what is exciting, you know, as a woman in this space or just as someone who's been a, a trend forecaster. It's not just the the crypto side of things. I'm um, like you you have to see beyond that, but it's hard to right when it's just in your face. It's interesting. Brian Fanzo, I social fans. He's amazing. He minted an NFT every single day for 365 days. He has a podcast called NFT 365. We did a Twitter Spaces today and we were talking about culture 3.0, the future of culture, right? And Web3, et cetera. But he said the biggest worry uh, he had was that Web3 was going to be first popularized by crypto. Right. And that was the case because whenever you have money, 
in financial systems, there's always a lot of shit that happens. And we knew, I think he, he felt, and he knew if this was going to be used as the example of blockchain in the use case, there was going to be a lot of issues to that. And we see that right now. And then that becomes a barrier for entry and a huge obstacle, including when those systems collapse or when it doesn't feel safe, right? Safety is a huge concern. And then then it becomes a lack of accessibility, um, fear. And then, you know, the media definitely latches on to that as well as anyone who might not understand this space. So I think that's definitely... What we're seeing right now, the long and short of that answer. No, that's, I mean, a really good point, you know, because there's more to Web3 than just crypto, right? It's like, it's like there's a metaverse, there's crypto, there's other ways it's that you can be a part of it. Yeah, I say because a lot of what I do is bridging the gap between Web 2 and Web 3, creating content that's um, accessible, informative, but entertaining and fun and more just conversational around the space because I'm not an expert. I'm an enthusiast and an advocate and I like to learn out loud, right? So a lot of what I do is sharing my journey and what I'm learning with you. So that said, yeah, everything in Web3 is based on blockchain tech for those who might or might not know. (laughs) And yeah, that encompasses crypto, that encompasses NFTs, metaverse, digital assets. Uh, But, you know, it's going to hit industries like obviously we've seen ticketing and arts, but medical, healthcare, healthcare. So you just have to think of it beyond that. And and as a foundational tech is what is disruptive and innovative. And there's a lot that emerges from that. And some of that might work and some of that might not, but now's the time to learn and connect and build those skills because those will be invaluable, just like social media skills became invaluable I remember when I was early in social, a lot of people didn't get it. They didn't get why I was on Twitter, why I was vlogging and blogging and building my own site and my own brand. You have to think about those days where you make, you were making fun of people. And then you're like, oh, I wish I was, I just knew. I wish I was early. I wish I got it earlier. Well, if you're hearing about this, it's like kind of a, um, a hint from the universe that there's something coming up. You have a chance. It doesn't mean you need to like dive in and make it your whole life, but just start learning. Be curious. Start poking around. Yeah. Start being curious. Start meeting people. Start going beyond the headlines. Right. And what do you think, where's the place to do that? Where you're not just reading the headlines about crypto bros, you know, stealing your money. (laughs) <laughs> yes, appreciate that. Um, well, not to bring up some shameless plugs, but um, I think that a lot of what I do is is attempting to do that. Um, Twitter, I think, you know, unfortunately, Elon is really making it difficult, but Twitter became the place where it's easy to discover and hear conversations that are happening, um, whether it be deeply technical or possibly surface level and educational or fun and more like just talking about life, but yet that the life that intersects with Web3 in this space. And then you could go up and ask questions and you could speak to leaders in the space. It's free. It's basically like a, a free ticket to a conference that would typically cost a lot of money, but it's just true. Free. So, um, but I, I do do a podcast weekly called Inside Web3. It also airs as a radio show across California in LA, in San Francisco, San Diego, Sacramento. And what I love about it 
it's 27 minutes. Like what, you know, when you take out the commercials and all that and you hear it as a podcast and everyone has 27 minutes, 30 minutes. I find a lot of these other podcasts are like, you're like an hour, an hour and a half. And you're like, oh my God, who has that time? But we really break down the headlines. We bring on guests. These segments are like five to eight minutes max. So it really gives you like a quick um, insight into what's happening that week. And uh, I just feel like I learn a lot from it. I know other people do. I also started a weekly newsletter for newbies and those who can't keep up. And and some of my other content on my Instagram and Twitter. So I myself, I'm trying to do that because it is difficult. (laughs) So partially I'm like, serving my own needs, but in in hopes that it's going to help others as well, which, you know, I know I'm not alone in all of that. Well, no, I think it's good to have something that you can just go to and it's succinct and you know, you're going to get like a cliff notes and it's not just going to be because clickbait, you know, and like spicy and somebody getting taken down. It's like exactly formative. Right. Exactly. And we're part of a lot of other communities and a shout out to BFF who does some great work. You know, that's the first place I also tell people if they're trying to get in this space, uh, bad girls club is a bad girls, right? Yeah. Yes. Just make sure that because I know there's someone else that has something I, you know, sometimes you mix up the names. Bad Girls Club is doing great. I want to make sure. Mavion uh, is also. Mavion. Yes. Yeah. Um, All creating no, space. It's not, it's not Bad Girls. Wait, it's not it's bad. It's, oh, my God. Why am I blanking on it? Boys. It's Boys Club. I don't know what you're talking about that. Boys Club. I know of my BFF and I know of Mavion, but I guess I don't know what this one is. Check out Boys Club as well. They're doing similar things. They have also great community and newsletter. Um, Again, can barely keep up and I'm in this space. (laughs) I know that's just it. It's like what people think is they're too late. You're not too late. It's just things are happening really quickly to get to the things that will really matter. You know, like, remember, there was a Friendster before Facebook. There was MySpace. Like these things got huge and they went away, you know? Um, so, but yet, uh, Jennifer, you bring something really great up. Like a lot of those founders, well, some of them went on to great companies yeah, yeah. and continue to be executives in the industry. So whether, you know, you're in something that unfortunately fails, yeah, the fact is it's that knowledge of a space and a system and a community that is important. Right. And taking that, yeah. And taking that risk and that curiosity, you know, which I would, you know, and that's why I think it's so exciting that women are doing that in this space. Not everyone's going to win, you know, but that's okay. Like taking that step is, is the most important and getting in there and being curious because we were left out of web one and web two, web three is a different situation. You see a lot more women in there and not just women who are engineers, you know, those are the only ones who really were, were winning before. And so this has a, a just a much more broader entry points and, you know, we're using fashion and things that we're more interested in community by nature um, to get in because there's just as much applicability. You know, my yeah. nine-year-old twins, my boy and my girl are both in the metaverse and Roblox constantly. My daughter more so than my son and she loves it. But, you know, her avatar literally looks like <laughs> it's like Pong. You know what I mean? It's not avatar avatar. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like it doesn't flow like that. It's like boop. Boop, it looks like a little weird robot, you know? It's like we have a lot. It'll get there. Robot. It'll it'll get there. I was just talking to Charlie Cohn, who um is all about digital skins and outfitting yourself and your digital identity. And like that is definitely part of the future as well. 
you know, you bring up a really interesting point about, you know, it's not just about successes. I think that we are so worried that something won't be a success that we obviously fail to start. And we don't follow our passions or our ideas because we're worried about like what it will end up like or how it will succeed. And that drives us so much that I think it drives us to not actually like start, but then also it becomes like a false way to drive us within the journey, right. Of actually building because you're actually building from just like, uh, I would say, not necessarily the best place if you're just wanting to succeed. I think that you inherently succeed when you listen to your instincts and you try to do the best you can do and try to continue to elevate your own knowledge and skills and right. surround yourself with the best people, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's not just monetary. So, yeah. Yeah. If you're, but if you're so like obsessed with succeeding, you might be building from not necessarily an organic, authentic place. And I feel like it actually is uh, a place that isn't necessarily, yeah, foundationally strong. Yeah. And you also forget like that. And I was talking about this with my boyfriend yesterday, actually. So you're joking around about even like this idea of starting a cafe, right? And I said, you know what? I feel like these days I'm just having so much fun starting things that are my ideas, like the courage to just start is so huge. That's the success Yes, because we're always looking at like, well, will this work out? Well, what if that wasn't the point? What if it was the fact that you had the courage to even follow through with your vision? Yeah. 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 Right. And like how beautiful that is in essence. And so like that excites me. I feel like when I look back at my year and, and I hope that other people reflect on this, I say, wow, I feel like this was a successful year, not because, yeah, my company made money or was profitable. That is really good. And I made money. Great. But also I followed through on my ideas. I actually had ideas and I decided to not wait for other people to make them happen. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that so much more energizing? And then of course, yes, you want to make sure, you know. Yeah. I mean, look, you're proud of yourself when you do these things. And, and have yeah, but I, I think we know? focus on like, how many times do you have like lists of like, well, they made this into a $10 million company or X million dollar company or billion dollar or went uh, public or raised money. All of that is difficult. So those people get to be applauded, but we forget, you know, how much it just takes to build something, whether you have money or not, whether you see that it's going to be profitable or not. Yeah. Look, I was just on a call with somebody who I've done a lot of angel investing in. And we were talking about a couple of different companies that are literally every single person knows the brand. Every single person knows these two brands and neither of us has made any money off of them because they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars on paper, but when you're an initial investor, it doesn't mean you make any money on it, right? Okay, so you can applaud them all you want, but that does not mean that they're financially successful. It took a long time to get there. So we can applaud them and say they're financially, but they're not, like they're not either. There's also this false sense, yeah, of success yes. in that way, like on paper. Like those are things that a lot of people, like we know we talk about it, but a lot of people don't talk about it. It's like you're, you might not be liquid, but on paper, you're loaded oh, yeah. and you're super rich. But what does that really mean, including during a recession or when you actually need to pay people and make sure people exactly. are taken care of yeah. that you work with? So like, there's so many 
different, I don't know, um, lots of new ways of looking at success. And also it goes back to a more holistic perspective of like, are you happy? Do you enjoy doing this? Do you feel like in the seven, seven habits of highly effective people, they talk about deposits and withdrawals that create relationships and trust. But I also think that applies to you. Mm-hmm. How many withdrawals are you taking out of yourself and how many deposits? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that is really, that builds trust with yourself and worthiness and also stops burnout. Because if you keep taking withdrawals out of yourself and you're not putting in the deposits, then it, like, how successful are you really? Like I had one year, I had a seven figure year with my company, what's trending. We were working with a lot of brands, this, that, but at the end of the year, I was like, I feel like I did a lot, but I did nothing. And I felt like, well, how did I make a difference? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you need to understand what your values are and what success means to you. And so, yeah, like if it is just the profit line and margins and all that, great. Yeah. yeah. But if you feel like in you saying that there's something off and something missing, then I encourage you to reflect on what that is. Yeah. And it might be a hard journey, but it's worth it. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Well, let's talk about some of those um, things that you did for yourself. You started another company as well. (laughs) Yes, uh, Peace Inside. And that started also just from an idea of like two friends, me and my friends loving talking about these juicy subjects of our well-being and mental health and wellness. And we started um, a video series after a life-changing trip to Everest Base Camp. Um, We started a series called The Weekly Mind Shift, where we just like chat about stuff that we, you know, we talk about behind closed doors. And uh, she ended up leaving to go to Thailand before uh, the pandemic, getting stuck there. And we ended up having this virtual retreat on Zoom. And this is before the Zoom burnout and Zoom became, you know, I guess not something special, more commodified. Right. And it was amazing to see these virtual retreats where it's very um, deep and connected, how it worked. And I, it made such a difference for me. And so from this virtual retreat at the beginning of the pandemic, we started basically a virtual studio where we had two classes a day with facilitators from around the world. We just started it purely just like within weeks with a website and a Zoom account and donations. And we didn't even take anything. And then, you know, after a year of doing that and having a few thousand people through our classes, we're like, okay, do we want to maybe build this more to a business <laughs> or try to? Right. And we started approaching also companies that, you know, both of us had worked with because she had come from the agency world. She's a corporate coach as well and does corporate mindfulness. I had a lot of brand relationships. And so we started bringing wellness to companies like HBO and Capital One, Boys and Girls Club of America and Spotify. And actually that's what led us to the NFT space where one of our friends who's in the space was like, could you do what you're doing for these companies with like an NFT project? Like, yeah, Yeah. why not? So we started doing Discord wellness programming uh, for an NFT called Dynamonks, which has since merged with Knights of Degen, um, and which is owned by Redbeard Ventures, which you might know just to yeah, connect yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. But So that was an amazing use case of like, wow, one, this community really needs it. It's There's a lot of FOMO, a lot of volatility, a lot of anxiety. And if we're building new paradigms, how do we integrate this in from the beginning versus having it as an add-on, like in previous settings and 
uh, company cultures. And so with my own journey in Web3 and doubling down, I realized, wow, there could be a really great opportunity. And so, yeah, Peace Inside is, is doubling down. And we look at ourselves as, um, and not to get into like too like buzzwordy corporate mode, but like B2B to C. So we even found like we got burnt out and thinking always so much as a consumer facing company, like right. even all the companies, we know, like common headspace, like there's a lot of money spent on marketing, um, which makes sense. But then you spend so much money on marketing and time that you kind of miss out on time you could spend bringing these tools to people. Yeah. And so for me, there's so many communities already, like I have my own community, but why not go to communities that are already there versus trying to build our own from scratch necessarily. And so we want to help Web3 communities and teams create more wellness. So we want to build customized wellness programs. We are doing this virtually in IRL and also experiment with what's the tech around that as well. If people want more materials, if people want to interact and have more after the experience, like what do we give them? And so that's right now what we're doing and what we're building. Uh, we were at World Women Gala at our Basel, we created a wellness experience there. We're going to be producing a wellness track and experience for NFTLA. And so, what does that look like? What's yeah. the wellness experience look like? Like, what'd you just do? World, yeah. World? So, um, well, like, we almost function as like a wellness agency or consultants. So, we'll sit with founders and teams and say, like, okay, what do you already have? What is the space? Like, what is the what's your community? What does it look like? And and, and where are you located? Like, where will this be? Because we want to make sure we're working with locals and vendors. We want to um, be more inclusive about it. We want to make sure like how we're approaching wellness is different than if it is a female community versus a bunch of dudes and DJs yeah. and crypto bros. Right. Like Knights of G-Gen, we're all like crypto, you know, crypto bros. So we approached it more as mental fitness. So we're going in and almost creating like an RFP, but for wellness. Right. And um, depending on if you want it to be virtually again, day to day um, for your community. And it could be once again, in a discord chat, Twitter spaces, it could be in the metaverse, or if you want it IRL at some of these events where we could have an experience. So you could have sound healing to breath work to meditation yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know we're also bringing in other community um community members and projects we're having nft galleries that involve mental health and wellness arts so we're looking at in that way it's very experiential but it also is it's uh creating where yeah. we're bringing in others who are are building these communities as well Amazing. And you're yeah. doing that while also running around interviewing people and being like for what's <laughs> well, yes. I know. I need some wellness. Well, yeah, I know. Only, you know, you know, that's where it comes down to support. Yeah, I'm all about that. If you can have that, like I have someone that helps me with my my social media and we come up with ideas together. When I started looking at myself as a business as well, it allowed me to do more. Yeah. Again. Only to go back to the seven habits of highly effective people, because I'm literally listening to that right now. <sighs> it talks about the difference between managers and producers and producers will need one hour, you know, in one hour, they could do that one thing. When you're a manager, you could do 10 hours of work in one hour. I'm more about figuring that out 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And, that, and part of that is you're not going to do it alone. You exactly. Do not it. doing it alone, not doing it by yourself. Yeah. So exactly. So how do you get people to support that? And you create workflows and structures. And I love that because, you know, when I work with other people, they also give me perspective. Um, they're learning a lot. They have their ear to the ground. Like it expands what you do. And so I really love that. Partially why I just want to make more money is so I can just hire more people and help more people. <laughs> Perfect. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, you get people that are awesome what they do say like, I'll pay you to do that. And then everyone's happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in doing all of that and running it around, like, I mean, you have a lot going on, obviously. Wellness is an amazing space. I mean, my daughter, like, and my, my son, they love the fidget, like all the fidget toys and like spinner. Like, it's so crazy how they're dealing with it so young now and they know it. They call things, oh, these are satisfying or listen to brown noise. And so it's a really important part of it, you know, um, and taking care of yourself. What is it? That's depositing, is it not? Is yeah. that depositing? Well, your- yeah, that's depositing. You're depositing something in you. There so you go. part of that is knowing how you work and what makes sense for you, right? Yeah. Because what works for you might not work for you. And part of that is introspection. Yeah, you yeah, need, yeah. You need to give yourself time to understand what feels good and what feels right for you and your body. Of course, there's going to be challenges and anxious moments and all that. But I think in order to create sustainable spaces for all of us to work, you need to figure out and move towards what feels good. And that's hard because there could be things that seem very successful or societally, you know, successful, but that don't feel good for you. And we have a hard time disconnecting that. So for me, I know maybe what I've done in the past or what my parents love or what I feel on paper seems really good might not feel right. Like being on the red carpet all the time for me when I was doing red carpet interviews really cool. A lot of people thought it was really cool. Wasn't necessarily great on my nervous system. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. There's a time and place for that. Very well. Yes. Exactly. Yes. There's a time and place for that. But then, you know, I realized like maybe this isn't necessarily where I thrive, right? Like I'll, I'll take a job if it's a, maybe good and high profile, but if I might not be the best at this. Like maybe it's time to shift towards something that feels better relationships. It's the same thing. A lot of times we date or hang out with people that on paper make sense, but you know, you feel that anxiety every time you're with them, you leave. Yeah. Why are you doing that to yourself? Your body is telling you something in terms of that alignment. So So I think the more, the more we uh, understand what feels good to us, the more we get to do, we end up doing what aligns with us. And actually we could expand what we're doing. And then, of course, from there, you could then say, okay, this makes sense for me. Now I want to get support. Right. And then you could be a better leader as well because it feels more authentic to you and people are more enrolled in your vision. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Look, I mean, um, it's so amazing because we started like here talking about Web3 and th- and now it's- like- Yeah, I always end up gearing <laughs> off. I say like Web3 is the entryway and then there's like all the real juicy stuff. Like no. all that stuff never changes, by the way. When we talk about innovation, all that, like that is great. That is what we do. That's an expression of us. But if we don't know who we are in that, all of that doesn't matter. Yeah. So for me, I'm definitely my, um, you could say like, I see the interest and I see how people love this space, but I guess my, maybe my, my secret sauce and what I'm trying to really help 
people and myself is just how do we live better lives and how do we love ourselves and others more? Yeah, no, it sounds like it's like, how do we live like authentic lives and, and be successful because you can make money and look, you know what? Money does not buy happiness, but it definitely buys unhappiness when you don't have it. And and it's a privilege to be able to say money doesn't buy happiness. Like for me, you, you need your basics. Yeah, you, you need do. to have food, you need to have a home, like education, you know, sometimes in certain cities, transportation, like, let's be clear, when you have the basics, I'll you care. can drive. Yeah. And so um, I've been in situations, and I still come from privilege, where I definitely have had moments where I couldn't pay rent, where I was in debt. And that not only sucked, actually created major mental health issues and they are directly connected. Yeah. And so the more we can um, be clear about that for ourselves and others and like work on our mental health while working on our ability to manifest our abundance or know we're worthy of that, that creates, I think, a really beautiful self-sustaining life. Um, It's not one or the other. One kind of fuels the other, but it doesn't mean it's a... It doesn't make the other. Of course, if you have all that without the other side, yeah, you could say you could have everything and not care and still be a shitty person or still like right. still be unhappy. <laughs> totally. Look, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. Um, I always ask people you've given up, given us all this great advice, but what's the worst advice that you've ever received? Ah, I think that just inherently that how I was feeling, how I was thinking and that my ideas that I shouldn't trust them and ask for other people's opinions. I think that the idea of self-trust is really important to living out your dreams and being your best self. I also think that getting so many opinions can really hurt you, not necessarily help you because you stop really being clear about who you are in all of it. Yeah. So I think this idea of like, why don't you get more opinions? Why don't you ask around, ask more people? It depends who, but like a lot of times that actually will uh, make you more lost than you'll doubt yourself. You're like, wait, I never thought. Okay. Yes. Yes. So just take that with a grain of salt, take everyone's opinions with a grain of salt and and think about who's giving you the advice. Have they ever been in your shoes? Have they, do they know? Do they do things that, that you look up to? Exactly. Are they killing it? Are they, are they living a life that you aspire to? Yeah, exactly. You might want to listen. If not, you just like, exactly. Be aware of that and be aware of why you want everyone else's opinions before you trust your own. Yeah. Like at what point, yeah. At what point, like, uh, is it more about validation than actually getting other insight? I agree. And why do you need all that validation? Right. So I mean, that's more of a thought and a concept than uh, someone's worst advice. But I, I definitely think this idea of just, you know, I, I would have ideas and thoughts and ways I wanted to do things. And just like, are you sure about that? Maybe you need this first. Yeah. Maybe you need that first. Instead of just like, no, you deserve that. Let me know how I could support you. Here are the babies. You know, that is positive, productive insight versus making you question yourself more, thinking you need something um, outside of you before getting that, thinking that you actually can't do that. Those people, you know, you might, might want to avoid or take it with a grain of salt. 
Totally. Thank you so much. We've already talked about where we find you on what's yes. trending, what's trending.com, what's trending everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and at Shira Lazar as well. And what about with Peace Inside? Sam? At Peace Inside Live. Love it. Thank you so much for being here today. So appreciate it. Everyone listening, I'm sure you learned a lot. Um, and thank you for listening to this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. Until next time, I'm Jennifer Justice.